Hey, Dr. Mike here. Are you protecting yourself in the summer sun? Stay tuned as we share hot tips on staying cool. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Dr. Crystal, yes. it's hot outside. Ooh, I know. I mean, extreme, extremely hot. And I thought Florida was hot. I was just in Georgia. It was hotter. Yeah. More humid. I, yeah. It, it, so it's hot everywhere. It's, it's crazy. It, 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 what, a couple of weeks ago, it was hotter in the Midwest than it was in Florida. That's pretty wild. And, that, and here's here's what's crazy about all a lot of those people in the Midwest, out towards the uh, Pacific West, they don't have AC. Can you believe it? Well, it's the same with Florida, where people, they don't have uh, heating systems. So when we have those cold fronts, then now they're cold. Wait, 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 so. wait. <laughs> our, no, our cold fronts are not near the heat extreme. They're, they, okay. They're, they're Maybe not a good comparison. That was not a good comparison. <laughs> good try. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so today we wanted to talk about, you know, staying cool in that excessive heat. Um, and it's not, you know, listen, you know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but it's, it can be serious. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And especially heat stroke, which we'll talk about that, but that's, that's an emergency situation. I wanted to talk. So we did a, a Facebook live on, on this. So mm-hmm. you should go check that out at lifeextension.com slash Facebook. Um, and we showed some graphs. Yeah. Did you, do you have, I, I don't have them here, but, um, Basically, tell it. So these graphs we're looking at, uh, you know, the frequency, right, of heat, extreme heat, and and how long it's lasting, right? And the intensity of mm-hmm, it. And mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what 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 have we learned over the past couple of decades? We've learned that the heat wave season has increased by more than forty nine days since the 1960s for many U.S. cities. And that is according to the latest National Climate Assessment by the U.S. Global Change Research Program. And, and what that means is that your your heat waves are longer, versus, so one to two days versus now eight or nine days several of a days. heat wave, yeah. you know, several days. Uh, so it's not giving individuals a time to cool off and recover and, and so that constant exposure then puts you at risk yeah. for a heat-related illness. Even more so, again, for some of those places where they don't have inside AC. Their bodies aren't even um, able. Yeah, it's not yeah. adapted. That's what I, I was going to say, acclimated, but adapted well, works same too. Thing. Yeah, see, I, I'm fine <laughs> with it. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Although, although it's funny because you, you mentioned this before. I've been in South Florida now 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. It's hot. I, I'm not used to it. <laughs> it's just hot. I, you know, it's in, you know we're blessed because we most of the time it's beautiful in South Florida. But you know, you get you know July, August, September, uh, you know even into October. Mm-hmm. It is hot. Yes, it is hot. But now we're experiencing that all all over the place. It, it, you know, we don't have the the graphs again. If you go check out that live, basically it was interesting when you look at um, the, the graphs from the 1960s to today. It, it, it's there's a clear trend up. In everything Every that we measure about heat. Right. Now, th- the question is why, Dr. Mike, and we do know that a part of it is climate change. A part of it is, you know, in these big cities, these industrialized cities, we have these big high buildings, all of that concrete. That's making it hotter Just as hold, well. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a, 
the the worst case scenario is what's happening. Less less green, more steel and and concrete, and mm-hmm. it's just and then you add a bunch of other things in, into the mix. It's just hot. Yeah, it's just hot. All right. So one of the heat related illnesses I wanted to talk about is something called heat exhaustion. This is quite common in in extreme heat for people. Um, Tell us a little bit about what that is. Uh, and then we can talk about some of the symptoms and prevention. Right. So uh, heat uh, exhaustion is when the body has lost water, lost salt. Um, you've had probably have already experienced some cramping, which most people know what that feels like. Right, right. Um, that cramping that can occur. And then this is kind of that next level after heat associated cramps. Now you're having some nausea, some dizziness. Um, and, you know, some heavy sweating and you just that's your body telling you, it's, hey, it, you need to time. go yeah. take a chill pill. Take a break. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's key. Cramping. That, that I think that's kind of a good take home message. If you're doing something outside and it's hot and you know it's hot and, and you start to cramp, it, it could be calves, legs, whatever that is. If you start, that, that's that's a warning sign. Yes. For me, and it, you obviously you have to know your body. For me, I get dizzy. Yeah. And so I when start you, feeling a and, little. And what do you, so, and so oof. then, and that's the time to act. Yes. Right. Don't, don't, don't say, oh, I'm a little dizzy, but I'm going to keep pushing forward. Right. Because then that can turn into other symptoms. And then ultimately, right, from mm-hmm. the cramps to the heat exhaustion, it could get real serious. And that's called heat stroke which is which is a 911 emergency. Yes, I mean at this point your body temperature is so high, you're starting to cook your organs. Yeah, it's it's in a sense you do like kidneys fail, liver fail mm-hmm. and and with with uh, you know unlike heat exhaustion, you know with heat stroke, there are long-term consequences. Yeah, in some research you see 1 2 years later that people have lasting consequences as a result of that heat stroke. Yeah. yeah. Well, the good news is if, if, you, if you recognize the warning signs of heat exhaustion, right? Right. And, you, and, you, and, and we have some tips, I think, what to do. But the good news is, is if, you, if you take it easy, right, slow it down, get, right. get into a cool place, get some water, in an hour or so you'll feel better. Right. And, you know, I think also look out for... Those individuals, if you know someone in your neighborhood, there's someone who's elderly, um, check on them. Make sure they're okay. You know, it's because this is more of an, I think what we want is just more of an awareness that people, unfortunately, are dying from this. So so there are lots of governmental agencies, uh, the EPA, even OSHA. Because you have the workers that are working outdoors and, and just making sure employers know that. People need to be protected from right. this extreme heat. Who, who's so? Who's at risk ultimately? Um, and, and, and I'm setting you up a little bit. With okay. This, but who, who's at risk for you know heat exhaustion, heat stroke? What's right, the just risk factor? Younger children, of course. Uh, we have to protect our babies and older individuals. And I think a part of the older individuals being higher at risk, twofold. One is their body's normal response. We, we typically have uh, nitric oxide vasodilation that occurs mm-hmm. kind of at the at this level of the skin to help the body respond, produce the sweat. So as you get older, you're less likely to have that response. And two, 
the older you get, you probably are on more of the medications that can that 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 can make, make it you worse. Susceptible. Yeah, yes. yeah. Beta so, blockers, diuretics, mm-hmm, stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, and and a, another good point too, you know, especially if you have neighbors right that are in that higher age mm-hmm. group, um, you know, just because they're not outside, you know, especially if you're in those areas where there's no AC units. Right. You should check on them. Absolutely. And that's I, I think that's such an important point, Dr. Mike, because that's what we are finding is that the older people are being found in their homes yeah. suffering from heat stroke or maybe they just passed away because yeah. it's just so and hot. No one even knew it. And, and right. No one even knew about it. Right. Uh, athletes, you know, who are exercising outdoors, people with heart disease, poor circulation, obesity. Mm-hmm. We mentioned some of the, the medications like beta blockers, diuretics, antidepressants. All of those things can precipitate some heat related illness. Now, of course, so, so we, you know, we, so who's at risk? You know, children under four, uh, people over 65, but in, in, in extreme heat, Everybody's everybody. And I have to say that who else is at risk? You're on vacation or it's the weekend. You got your drinks. Got my drinks going. Maybe your drinks with a little bit of uh, energy drink with caffeine. So now you're mixing alcohol and the caffeine and you're in the sun and you're not hydrating with water. Yeah. You're at risk. You're going to ruin your vacation. Yes. At the end of the day. Um, So what if I do this? Okay, so I am. I am. Hey, listen. It's the weekend. Well, it's close to the weekend. Almost. Well, well we post these on Monday, so it's not. That's true. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a couple beers. I'm gonna go play some golf. I'm gonna you know be out in the hot sun. So how about if I just drink a bunch of water right before I go? No. So <laughs> well, okay. Well, yes let and me no. clarify it's yes, that. It's yes and no, right? <laughs> water is good always, uh, but you don't want to overdo it with the water. And the goal is to be hydrated, stay hydrated, meaning don't wait until right before you're going to play golf to try to chug water. Yeah. You want to make sure throughout the week you're adequately hydrating your body and then make sure your water is uh, like maybe a mineral water. Right, because you want some of the sodium in there, the potassium, because you're not just, it's sweat isn't just losing H2O. Exactly, and yeah. that's why you're dealing with those cramps sometimes is because your body has lost that sodium. Mm-hmm. So a mineral water, uh, hey, that's the time for those electrolyte drinks. People drink, yeah. some people drink them all the time. But you, no, no, that's not, yeah, no, 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 no. You don't, <laughs> Save yeah, them yeah. for when you're actually outdoors, <laughs> when you're actually sweating is when you I, would need to consume those drinks. I told you when I was in uh, high school playing football, two per days in August in, oh. in, in Houston. In Texas. They used to give us My water goodness. and salt, salt tablets. Remember? Okay. Remember I told you that? Yeah. You told me that, Dr. I, I don't think they do that. They're, I think now it's just Gatorade. But. They're not suggesting <laughs> Gatorade, Powerade, yeah, no, all had, of those aids we can, salt, can be helpful. Little salt tablets. Um, you know, so again, so cramping, you start developing. Um, that's your warning sign. Mm-hmm. You, you might, that could develop if it's heat exhaustion into dizziness, more cramping, heavy sweating, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, take action at that point. If it can, if it goes on, you know you could lose consciousness. Um, sweating actually stops, and that's the emergency. That's the 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 heat stroke. But I, and I just wanted to remind the audience of that. But now lo- now looking back at heat exhaustion, um, which is you know where lots of people fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, how long should it take to recover? Right? About an hour. Right. 
And that's an important thing to keep in mind because if you're not feeling well after an hour, two at the most, then you need to call 911 yeah. or, or get some type of uh, first aid. Let's, exactly. let, somebody, let somebody know, right? So a couple hours, you're still not feeling well. That's not good. Uh, let's talk about preventing all of this, right? Mm-hmm. What's a good way to prevent um, heat-related illnesses? Again, specifically really the heat exhaustion. Give us just, I, I think we have a nice list, right? Just let's yeah. go down a nice little list of how to prevent. Okay, so reduce your exposure time um, to the heat and plan your activities in the morning or in the evenings. Dawn or dusk. Right. Makes sense. <laughs> totally makes sense, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so if you're new to an area in a hotter climate, spend shorter amount of times outdoors initially. Gradually increase your outdoor time. Don't wear dark colors. I see that. The I, blacks, the, the navy blue. People jog in this extreme oh. heat. I guess because they're trying to sweat. They want yeah, to sweat. They, they're trying to lose whatever that is. Don't that just I mean maybe do that in the fall and winter. I'm not in the extreme heat. Yes, the lighter colors, um, obviously are are going to be better. They reflect off that that UV light. Um, be aware of the medications that you're taking. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your pharmacist to find out if maybe there could be um, some. In contraindications yeah. related to those medications. And, and of if course, there are, that goes back to planning your day better, right? Like get early morning, evening mm-hmm. is when you want to be out. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, we say stay hydrated throughout your week. W- watch alcohol and energy drinks, yeah. right? Um, and uh, keep in mind that people who are ill or obese are um, at, at greater risk of yeah. heat injuries. Okay, so there's some preventive tips for you. Um, what, what, can we, what have we learned on the nutritional side of all this? Yeah, a couple of uh, surprising aha nutrients, folate. Aha moments. Aha moments, folate. Aha nutritional moments. That sounds like a show. I like that. Aha <laughs> nutritional moments by Dr. Gossard. <laughs> so folate can be helpful. Uh, interesting study using uh, supplementing with five milligrams of folic acid for six weeks. Uh, improve the body's ability to respond, kind of that vasodilation, that nitric oxide that we talked about earlier. Um, that can be helpful as more of an intervention mm-hmm. um, to help the body to adapt. Uh, glutamine can be helpful. That is helping to support some of those protective proteins that can protect your cell, those heat shock proteins, um, carbohydrates, just making sure you're eating a nice balanced diet. Yeah. is important um, because you're getting your basic minerals there and stuff right right yeah. so the the potassium foods the the foods with magnesium those uh, electrolyte uh, rich foods are important those are your green leafy vegetables of course uh, so from a nutritional perspective those would be some things that you would consider if you're getting ready to go on vacation hey Add in some folate. Add in a, a little extra folate. Yeah, and you want to do that ahead of time. It's like staying right. hydrated throughout your week. Add some extra folate throughout your week, and then you're you're you know a little bit more prepared yeah. for the extreme heat. Uh, great information. I, we just at the end of the day, we want people to be aware. I mean, everybody knows it's hot, but yet you still see so many people doing the same activity at the same time that they do in the winter. I mean, I we know. see that in Florida a lot, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, we're, we're Floridians. We can take the I heat. Know. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to put on that black spandex and go jog three miles at noon. I mean, that's just 
Come on, we got to be a little bit smarter than that, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Gosser, thanks for joining me today. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com where we have tons of other podcasts for you to download, like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. As a matter of fact, if you go to liveforeverish.com, the first thing you should do is give your email address. Yep. Uh, that way you kind of join the Live Foreverish family. And then you can decide, you know, where you know wherever you uh, uh, listen to your podcast on, right? Whatever, what do they call them? The aggregates. aggregates. Whatever, whatever channel, like that makes me yeah. say, whatever channel you listen to, you can click right there. So you can you can join our family, subscribe on your aggregate right at liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.